Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back. Final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you by, of course, the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Go to GreatLakesDragway.com. Get your 2019 season passes now. And David Hobbs Honda in Glendale. Great sales going on there today and always. For the best in new and used cars, go out and check out David Hobbs Honda. Now joining me on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, everybody's hero, the star of D-Mike Media, Mr. Dennis Michelson. Dennis, how are you? I am doing fantastic, Jeff. And I got to tell you, I've added a new one to my resume as well now because I am back at frontstretch.com, a website that I helped found many years ago, still the best independent website covering NASCAR. They've added some short track racing in IndyCar. And I'm uh, very happy to be back with frontstretch.com. It's the best seat at the track and the best view on the net. Oh, that's awesome. You got to uh, be careful how much more you keep adding to this resume, Dennis, or it's going to take me three segments just to get everything in. You know what I'm saying? You're like the busiest <laughs> man in the world. That's sort of my secret agenda here, but uh, and actually, we'll probably have another exciting announcement next week. Oh but, yeah, uh, why not? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> but but you still see that I brag about being on the final inspection. It's the best doggone radio show there is. Oh, truth! You speak the truth. That's why we get you on here. Uh, Dennis, so, you know, Atlanta, kind of a one-off race with the new package and everything. What would you think about, uh, was it entertaining for you? You know, I've, I've enjoyed both of the cup races this year, and that's in contrast to the truck series that has not put on uh, good, you know, really good shows this year. Uh, and the Xfinity at uh, Daytona in Atlanta was, was basically insomnia theater. Yes. For both of those races. But the cup package, here's the thing. I'm a big disciple of, of old Dan Gurney's philosophy of racing, which was more horsepower, less downforce. That's not what this package is at all. This went up on the downforce, especially the rear downforce, 
with that huge spoiler that is so big that they had to make the top three inches of it transparent so guys could actually see yeah. what was going on. Um, but it's better than what we had last year. Okay, it's better than the intermediate package we had last year. And that's at Atlanta Motor Speedway, which is not your typical intermediate track. Um, so I have a feeling what we're going to see this week at Las Vegas is going to make us even happier. But if I were to put letter grades on the races, uh, which is one of the things I used to do a long time ago, uh, I would have given Daytona about an A-, minus, and I would have given – yeah, I would have given a solid B to the racing at Atlanta. Not a great day, but certainly worth the investment of time watching. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'd probably, you know, maybe throw a minus and give it a B minus at Atlanta. But, uh, but yeah, it was entertaining. And, uh, you know, it was three and a half hours long. But uh, it didn't seem like two and a half hours at Pocono. So I'll give it that. Yeah, just remember back in the old days, they used to race 500 laps at Dover. That would be sometimes with a lot of wrecks, a race that almost went five hours. So, uh, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's uh, it's not always a bad thing to have shorter races. I like to see some of the classics stay like the Daytona 500. But would we have really missed out if we had 100 fewer miles at Atlanta? I don't think so. And that's what we get this week. We get 400 miles at Las Vegas, and say what you will about the racing service, if you want to have a great time going to a race weekend, go to this March race weekend at Las Vegas Motor Speedway because you get the World of Outlaws for Wednesday and Thursday night. This year they did the Pro uh, or the, uh, um, the, the Stepping Stone series to the NASCAR Touring, the West series, which used to be, the, uh, the NASCAR Winston West back in the day, Haley Deegan winning on the dirt out there for her first win. Last lap pass. Cool story. Yeah, you, here's the crazy thing. You had the 360 uh, sprints. There was a California sprint, uh, sprint car series, that uh, West Coast one, I should say, that was there, 360 wingless sprints. You had the World of Outlaws, and you had that, uh, that West Series race. All of them, all three races in one night, last lap passes for the win. How cool is that? But this is the race weekend you want to be at as a NASCAR fan because there's so much going on at Las Vegas. They've got the Neon Garage, which is a fabulous facility, uh, and they took good care of the fans out there. Um, now, hopefully, we'll get good racing to go with it. Yeah, hopefully the weather cooperates. It's been raining uh down there today, washed out uh, practice number two for the Cup Series, washed out Xfinity qualifying and all that. Unfortunately, it didn't wash out Kyle Busch's victory in the truck race last night. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I was, uh, I, well, we only got about a minute before we got to go to break here. So we'll talk about this in the next segment. But Brett Moffitt, you know, I thought he was going to get him. Yeah, I thought he was going to get him, but I think it's the bad arrow package of that goofy looking mustache that the kid wears I'm, I'm <laughs> i really think that slowed him down i actually asked one of the nascar media guys that's there in las vegas to go up and pull on it because i don't think it's real <laughs> i like it I, just like i like uh uh you know blaney when he's got the mullet going and everything like that i i kind of like that goofiness <laughs> there you go but uh all right dennis can you hold hold over until uh, the next segment here 
Absolutely. I'm yours as long as you need me. Well, that's why you're the rock star. Hang on, Dennis. We'll get more of Dennis Michelson from D Mike Media and the 872 other titles that he has. When we return, we got another full hour of the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Milwaukee, start your engines. It's time to talk about all things racing. NASCAR, IndyCar, sports cars, and Formula One. This is the Final Inspection Show, presented by the legendary Great Lakes Dragway in Union Grove. Now, here's your host, Steve Zockey. Well, as you all know by now, the Z-Man is not in studio today. He's out with his highfalutin friends being wined and dined and all that kind of high society things that they don't let the Polish pipe bomb do. But uh, what what can I say? I can't complain. I'm here in the studio talking racing. It doesn't get any better than that. Uh, Joined us in the last segment, Mr. Dennis Michelson from D-Mike Media. Let's bring him right back in. Final inspection. Final inspection. Now... Dennis Michelson of D-Mike Media is here to give us the inside track on NASCAR and the world of short track racing. Oh, Dennis, welcome back in on the great Midwest Bank hotline. You didn't catch a quick nap, did you? Not at all. Not at all. Love that update, especially uh, you talking about and mentioning uh, the uh, fact that my Purdue Boilermakers basketball team got some help. So that's even better news today. I don't know who the Boilermakers are, but, uh, you know, no no one cares about Indiana around here, uh, Dennis. <laughs> You're in Badger country, brother. I know, I know. But, hey, I, as a pretty guy, I'm happy to see my guys doing well. Now we just got to have Wisconsin win today. That would be good. Well, we hope so. They, uh, they're they going to need to come back a little bit. They're not playing great, but uh, so has been the story of this year. So uh, so back to, uh, to the truck race last night. You know, when Kyle Busch hits 200 uh, victories and, you know, he's the most the winningest driver in the truck series and all that, is his 200 the same as Richard Petty's 200? No, no. And it, here's the thing. If he had 200 wins in cup, uh, that would be a big difference than, than Richard Petty. And I'm not going to say that Richard Petty's 200 wins is, you know, a sign that he was the greatest driver all, of all time. In my opinion, the best NASCAR driver wasn't even full time most of his career. And that was David Pearson, the Silver Fox. You look at his stats, his winning percentage. You look at the number of times that he took on really tough full fields, and it was David Pearson that was the GOAT when it comes to NASCAR drivers. But Richard Petty did more to elevate the sport. That's why he's the king. The 200 mark will never be touched as far as cup victories because they race so many fewer races nowadays. Back when Richard Petty was racking up those 200, it was often 60, 65 races in a season. And a lot of the guys didn't go to all the races. Richard Petty did. So 
I understand the argument that Richard Petty didn't always face the toughest fields, and that's the argument Kyle Busch fans give to say that his Xfinity and his truck race wins are as good as some of the the middle-of-the-week wins for the King Richard Petty. I never like to compare eras, though, because racing is so much different. What I will say is this, though. The last few years in the truck series, if you look at the fact that Cal Busch Motorsports equipment is far superior to anything else that's out there on the track right now, um, he's just he's a, he's a great race car driver. He's the best of this era, one of the top three of this era by, by any measurement. He's beating up on weak fields. You got a lot of very young, very financially well-backed, inexperienced drivers that are racing in the truck series, and he's kicking their butts in the best equipment. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. I'm not a Kyle Busch fan. I, I have a ton of respect for the amount of talent that he has. I have a ton of respect for all the success he has. I respect him that he's such a lightning rod in the garage and that uh, he's he's definitely – Willing to tell you how he feels in the in the post race press conferences. He's willing to pick his nose on live TV. Uh, you know he makes himself look like a jack wagon a lot, but it's true emotion. It's not this trumped up. You know, uh, I just want to make the papers kind of emotion that we sometimes get out of guys. And I love it. I, he's authentic. That's the best thing I could say to him is that he's authentic. Kyle Busch is great for NASCAR. There's no doubt about it. He's one of the few guys that will speak his mind, although I was really impressed with Ryan Blaney this week uh, criticizing the rules package, which is something you never hear today's drivers doing on on TV. Kyle Busch is great for NASCAR. Don't get me wrong, but he's bad right now for the truck series. The truck series was greater when it had more variety – to the, you had more depth of field. You have great drivers in there who could actually go toe to toe with a Kyle Busch. Now you got so many young drivers that are not ready for this level that are racing there. And it shows. I mean, Todd Gilliland is a tremendous young race car driver, but he's in the best equipment right now with Kyle Busch Motorsports, and he can't get it done. He's an eighth place driver with a third place truck. Um, and that's what Kyle Busch is beating up against. The other guys that he's beating up against, great drivers like Matt Crafton, and, uh, you know, uh, the, the Sauter kid is, is great as well. Johnny Sauter's fantastic, but they're in lesser equipment than Kyle Busch Motorsports. So until they figure out a way to even that playing field a little bit better, um, you know, having one guy go in there and be a, be a conclusion that it was – the you know, Brett Moffat put on a heck of a show compared to the fact that he's in a second-class truck compared to Kyle Busch Motorsports. I'd love to see him in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck with Johnny Sauter in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck and Matt Crafton in a, in a Kyle Busch Motorsports truck going up against Kyle Busch and his own equipment. Then we'll see how good Kyle Busch is. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. That's phenomenal, and I agree a 1,000%. You know, part of the reason why I think that, uh, you know, Kyle Busch, uh, Brad Keselowski, Kevin Harvick, you know, the guys that will speak their mind and and not really back down, uh, I think that's so great for the sport of NASCAR. 
is because every time you turn on any of the NASCAR shows, and it doesn't matter what channel it's on, everything is sunshine and rainbows. And every single decision NASCAR makes is, well, I, I backed that 100%. It was the right call. It was, you know... Everything is glorious. Uh, you know, it's just, it's nice to have people that will actually tell you how they feel and not just tow the company company line. Yeah, and I, here's the thing is I don't believe as someone who's getting paid by the sport, being there racing all the time, that you need to be, you know, ripping the sport every single moment of the day. But if all you're doing is throwing compliments and and that, then nobody's going to believe the compliments anymore. If you are authentic and you're saying the occasional controversial thing when it comes to the series, then when you say something good about the series, people are going to take notice. Right now, if you look at my body of work over the last few years talking about NASCAR, I'm about 70% positive, about 20% neutral, and about 10% of the time I'm bitching about something that really irks me in the sport. You know, that's a pretty good balance. And, you know, I love the sport. I love NASCAR racing. But they are doing some things wrong right now as far as I see it as a fan. Now, if I had somebody explain it to me from a competitor standpoint or from the series standpoint of why they're doing it, they might convince me of what I'm seeing and why I'm seeing it is the right way to go. But as a fan who loves watching this sport, whether I'm at the track or, or on TV. And I don't have a particular favorite that I root for. I'm, I'm just want to see a good show. I don't care about who wins the title. I want to see a good race. That's my fan background. And I do realize, though, the problem is that's different from what the modern fan wants. Yeah, well, that surprises me that you don't have a favorite driver. No, you know, when I started covering the sport, it was almost like you couldn't have a favorite anymore. Like my last great favorite driver was Mark Martin. And, uh, you know, as you get closer to covering the sport, it's almost, you know, it, it, it almost feels wrong to have too much of one guy that you're pulling for because it does sort of taint, you know, your coverage of, of things. Now, I've got guys that I would rather see win than others. And I am still a sucker for a first-time winner. I don't care who it is. If a first-time winner wins tomorrow, let's say Daniel Hemrick, who I have a lot of respect for. That kid worked his tail off to get to where he is in racing. He's qualified up front even against the big boys. He's having a heck of a start to his career here at the cup level. If he wins tomorrow, that'll be a fabulous win because it's a first-time winner. But I really don't have a favorite anymore. Maybe it's sort of, you know, looking behind the scenes, you, you learn too much about these guys to idolize them anymore. But, you know, there's some great racers out there. And the funny thing is that some of the guys that come off as kind of pompous and arrogant on TV are actually some of the nicest guys to work with when you're at the track. Yeah. All right. Well put. So uh, what, are you, what are your expectations for Vegas? Are we going to see a lot of pack racing? Are we going to see, you know, different uh, – different groups with, you know, four or five cars breaking away from each other. What uh, what do you think tomorrow's going to look like? On restarts, we're going to see this huge pack. We're going to see three wide racing. Maybe they'll get four wide briefly. 
Uh, it's a little more of a narrower track there as far as the, the available racing surface through the corner, so we probably won't see four wide for long unless we see a caution flag come out right afterwards. But the, the, the clean air will still be king. We saw that. We saw guys like Kyle Larson have the fastest car at Atlanta. You put him back in the field and he couldn't make a pass. You know, he was he was stuck. It took him, you know, took him like five laps on a restart to get a three-second advantage on the rest of the field. Then you put him back in the pack, and it took him 50 laps to pass three guys. You know, so clean air is still going to be king. We're going to see the packs, but then we're going to see one guy emerge. He's going to get a little break. He's going to get a little space. The other guy's going to be gummed up, and we're going to see one guy get out to a lead. Now we're going to see him re-racked again for every restart. We're going to see a lot of excitement. As far as guys hunting the leader down, it'll only happen as tires are going away. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of think so, too. And, you know, this is the first of 16 races with this package this year. You know, they decided on this package, and, you know, right or wrong, NASCAR went all in on it, so I give them credit on that. They didn't... uh they didn't just dip the toe in the water with this new package. They're going all in. This is a, a major change, and it, 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 it was sort of inspired by their experiment at the All-Star race last year, which I didn't think was all that great of a race. It was awful. But what they did, yeah, I, I thought so, too. And I was trying to be a little bit charitable. Um, but <laughs> the, the thing is, they took that package, and they made it even more extreme. So... What we're going to see at Las Vegas is going to be the first time that we've seen it. But where I think this package is going to surprise people are on the two-mile track at, at Fontana and at Michigan and the two-and-a-half-mile flat track at Indianapolis. I think we're going to see better racing there in a big margin than what we saw last year. And I'm really expecting Fontana to be nuts because the racing there the last couple of years has improved. Yeah, yeah, it has. And, you know, I'll tell you, I hope that uh, this new package makes uh, Chicago more exciting because I love that track. And uh, it's the actual racing's just been awful these last few years there. And, you know, hopefully it brings some of these, uh, these snoozers back to life. I think it will. Uh, Chicagoland Speedway is a magnificent facility. It is. As the pavement has aged, the racing has gotten somewhat better but it's still I, I hate to say it but we need to go back to real stock cars we need you know and i know we're not going to be taking things out of the showroom and going racing them but we need bodies that are more similar to the regular stock cars we need to get rid of the front splitter get rid of the side skirts let these things drive like pigs and if they drive like pigs then the best racers are going to come to front no, we're not going to see huge packs. We're going to occasionally see a guy win by 10 seconds. Heck, he might even lap the field if he's having a really good day. But what we're going to see is more passing for the lead because we'll have more torque coming off the corners. And that's the key of what we don't have now is throttle response. They've taken that away, and that's kind of closed everybody up. It's made everybody equal, but if everybody's equal, nobody can pass. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, NASCAR in Las Vegas. Dennis, what is your D-Mike Media official prediction for the race well, tomorrow? Had, yeah, well, I had picked Martin Truex, but I'm a little bit concerned about where he qualified. Um, so I'm kind of wondering if uh, one of my secondary picks, like Kyle Larson, might be able to connect. But uh, I, this is going to be really unpredictable. 
the cool thing is we've got Fords, we've got Chevys, and we've got the uh, the Toyota products all interspersed through that top ten. So I think we're going to see some pretty good, uh, you know, variety. And some of the really good racers with really good cars are way in the back to start. So that alone should give us a great start to the race. Yeah, I hope so. Dennis, thank you so much. What's the latest at D-Mike Media? We've got a cool interview coming up with Oliver Askew. Uh, he's one of the Team USA Scholarship alumni that we're going to be covering big time this year. He is racing in Indy Lights. He's going to be uh, the next big thing in uh, in American racing uh, going up to the IndyCar level here in a couple of years. And, of course, we've got our all-things sports uh, talk show called Two Guys Talking Sports World. We'll put an old guy, me, and a young guy, J.D., together to talk about sports. The generational difference of how two fans think about sports is, is entertaining alone. Well, give J.D. my condolences. I feel uh, bad for him already, uh, and I don't even know him. So, <laughs> Dennis, thank you so much. Have a great weekend. Enjoy the race, and we'll talk to you next week, buddy. All right, Jeff. Thank you, sir. Thank you. There's Dennis Michelson from D. Mike Media. He joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline looking to build uh, or buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. All right, we got a short break coming right here. When we come back on the final inspection show, going to reach out to Steve Zaki, see if we can get him back on the show for the second time today. So don't worry. Hopefully, Steve will be here. You're listening to the final inspection show here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM. The fan brought to you by the legendary Great Lakes Dragaway. In Union Grove and, of course, David Hobbs Honda. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.